Hey everyone, it's Taylor and Brendan from Straight Up Sabres. We're here to talk to you with the Hockey Podcast Network. As you all know, the Hockey Podcast Network is your one-stop shop for all things NHL year-round, featuring podcasts for each team based in their respective local market. Subscribe today. You won't regret it. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Straight Up Sabres. As always, I'm Brendan. I'm Taylor. And we are very excited for our last episode of 2020 uh, in light of some big news that was recently announced. Um, But before we get into that, once again, we just want to remind you guys that this podcast is brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network and Buffalo Fanatics, both great platforms for the hockey fan or the football fan in you. Uh, as far as the Hockey Podcast Network goes, it is the one-stop shop for everything NHL-related. There's one podcast for every team in the league, along with a ton of other great podcasts put on by people who are either former players like Terry Ryan or people who have been around the hockey world for a very long time. And as we are now getting ready for the season to get underway as schedules were announced, it is the perfect time to dive in to any or all of these shows. And then for Buffalo Fanatics, uh, you know, when you'll be listening to this, it will probably be before the Bills take on the Patriots on Monday Night Football. But as we are only two weeks away from the playoffs, Buffalo Fanatics is the perfect place to get your Bills fix. Taylor, as I had mentioned there in that little intro, though, the schedule has been announced for the 2021 season. Uh, Early reactions from you after taking a look at that. All right, so the the big thing we got confirmation on is that 100% confirmation, that is, every division is only playing within its division, which is an interesting uh, thing. It means a lot less travel. It means basically a, a lot easier slate to deal with during the COVID era. But one thing that stood out to me is a uh, thing that people had hinted at is that they will be playing series. So yeah. whenever they play a team, they're playing them twice. And that cuts down on travel by a lot, which is very helpful and making sure that COVID doesn't spread. But it, it kind of does create a weird NHL schedule. So the, the Sabres are only playing seven teams all year, which is, I mean, it's interesting. And it's obviously the seven teams we already, we have known or thought we've known for a month now that the Sabres were in division with, but it is kind of interesting to see like all of their games with Washington are within the first two weeks of the season or or not all, but like most of them, Uh, or that whenever you go somewhere, you're going to be staying there for a few days and playing them again. Uh, That's something we're used to with baseball and never had before with hockey. I think it's pretty weird. (laughs) What do you think? Yeah, it's definitely something that's worth getting used to. And I I think we had made the baseball comparison a couple weeks back, um, just as this being a a potential possibility. For the Sabres' sake, you know, at least in terms of travel, everybody in the division is relatively close. Um, Cannot say the same about, like, the Canadian division, the North Division, for example, where you're going to have teams like Ottawa and Montreal and Toronto um, you know, regularly playing against Vancouver and Calgary and Edmonton. And so that's a lot more travel time than it's going to be that the Sabres are going to need to take on. Same could be said for uh, some parts of the West as well. Uh, I believe Colorado is, I mean, that's, you know, that's a pretty, or not Colorado. What am I thinking of? St. Louis. I mean, excuse me. Um, with them being a part of that division, I mean, they're pretty far over, which I thought was interesting too, that they had 
St. Louis in the West, but Dallas in the Central, when Dallas is more West than St. Louis is. Did you notice that? Yeah, that's, a, that's an interesting point. I don't know I, that either of those are very easy to deal I, I'm, with. I'm going to have to find it. And if I do, uh, I'll tweet it out or uh, from our page. But I had saw somebody put together just like a graph uh, or a graph, Jesus, a map, I should say, of like each of the teams. It was just, you know, like a North American map. And they had it like colored in for like each of like the pockets of where the divisions are. And the West, yeah, that was one of the things that I thought was really interesting, though, with them. But anyways, though, I'm kind of into it. I mean, I, it's different. This is going to be a completely different season. And I would say um, separating it from, you know, the last lockout where we had a shortened NHL season, which now is what, like nine years ago, I think, at this point. Um, right? No, eight, uh, no. eight or nine? Eight, yeah, eight, you're right. Eight, it was yeah. the 2012-13 season. Okay, yeah. So – you know, what's different this time around is that obviously, you know, coronavirus is going to make this just in general something like a season to remember. Um, and I think given, you know, the restrictions and everything, I don't know, I'm into the idea of doing this series. Um, I think it's going to be very interesting to see if teams are going to really benefit from that. And, and, you know, I guess being able to make adjustments against teams, if you're going to be playing them on back-to-back nights um, for the Sabres case, uh, they're pretty lucky because I think that they really only have in terms of consecutive games against teams. I think they play the same team pretty much twice all the way through with the exception of New Jersey uh, from April 6th to April 9th. They play them three, t- three times in a row. But otherwise, though, they're pretty much just either uh, one game or two games. Whereas uh, another interesting thing while we're talking about the West, I believe it's uh, Anaheim is playing Anaheim and LA have a five game se- like a five game uh, I guess homestand for each of them where I think they're doing three and two which I mean that's pretty wild to go five straight against the team so I don't know I guess we'll have to see what happens I mean you know one way or another this is gonna maybe it'll help out some teams I think one of the things that I'm very curious about too now that we have to get the schedule um, and knowing just specifically how many games that the Sabres are going to be playing is how they're going to go about like starts for the goalies. Um, how many, I mean, if we're talking about a 56 game season, how many starts, I guess, two part question. Do you think Linus or Lena Solmark should get and how many do you want him to get? So this is a little bit different because it's not just a 56 game season. It's a 56 game season in under four months. Yeah. So it's a little bit of an accelerated pace. Um, Normally, well, there'd be no normal January 13th to May 8th slate, which I, well, I should, I guess, something we should point out. The Sabres start January 14th, season starts January 13th, and the season ends May, regular season ends May 8th. Anyway, uh, so that'll make, honestly, it, especially considering a lot of the back-to-backs this year, it'll kind of ensure that Hutton plays a decent percentage of games. Unless he's completely awful and have to uh, pull up someone from the AHL. Uh, but I think... Going into the season, I would be aiming for, without having looked at it and mapped it out, like 35 stars. You said uh, 35? Yeah. So 35 would be some, uh, a good number to shoot for. I would, since they've had so much time off, and since they, this will be such a unique season and Trent will be down all these things, mm-hmm. I would be interested to see how they maybe try to test Allmark back to back. On the other hand, Maybe they try to test Hutton's new eyes. <laughs> you know, 
maybe last year it really was all about the fact that he couldn't see. Mm-hmm. So maybe they, I, I don't know. I'm I'm kind of open to trying that. And if Hutton looks like he did last year, then it's just like, well, on one hand, it's kind of like you're screwed. But other hand, I would be more interested in at that point trying you know, to have all Mark Sinker swim. Because mm-hmm. if they're not – if one of them isn't great this year, I think Hutton's gone no matter what. But if all Mark doesn't kind of carry a load and kind of maybe even get them to the playoffs or get them to a respectable record, I think they're both done. And the series would be starting over with free acts or traded goalie acts and UPL the following season. Can you uh, say that again? You were breaking up. Breaking up. Sorry. Uh, if, if the season doesn't go well – especially from a goaltending perspective, if they don't get to the playoffs or get a record, both goalies will be gone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And in that case, they'll be just bringing back uh, free agent X and UPL next year. So I think they need to make sure that they don't have anything either guy. Now, they don't have anything in Carter Hutton, but maybe they have enough to have a reasonable backup. That'd be a big improvement in the last two years. We yeah, will see. absolutely. And to answer your question, yes, I'd like to see Allmark at least 35 times. That's kind of the number I was thinking too, as like, a, I mean, because then it's funny because I feel like that should be like the minimum. But then when you start to think about more than that, then the breakdown being, you know, once you get up to 40, like 40 in 16, you know, that's a bit of a discrepancy that I don't think, again, like you had said, with the, st- the schedule being packed in the way that it is, that is really uh, – a conceivable possibility at all you just can't do that um and the only reason i bring that up of course is just due to my lack of faith in carter hutton in every single sense uh but one of the things that i have been thinking about though that i was kind of curious your thoughts on if there's one thing that we've seen with the sabers the past two seasons um it's that they can be very streaky and i guess this really would have applied to last season as well considering it was shortened but you know, maybe them playing a shortened season with the 56 games, you know, maybe the Sabres are a team that could benefit from that. Um, If they do get streaky, I mean, again, we've seen them go on really solid runs early on in the season that, you know, maybe now that the calendar is going to be switched into 2021, it's not a traditional, you know, training camp and a a traditional off season to have, um, you know, maybe this will benefit the Sabres for all we know, because if they can go on a run, it'll just do them a lot more favors, you know, down the line, I guess, once you get into like late April and, and early May, once the season's winding down. I'm, I'm just kind of curious if you've thought about that at all, just given the fact that the last two seasons, again, we've ha- gotten off to really solid starts or have picked it up around like the November, December time to ultimately just completely fizzle out. So I feel like the, the past two seasons, uh, their hot stars aren't really an anomaly and it's nothing I, I feel personally nothing to do with playing well early in the season. I think it has to do with they got lucky at those points in the season. But especially especially Carter Hutton playing well in those times, I think that's but in the big both times between their hot starts and fizzling out as he wasn't good. Uh, but I, I I do think that they benefit more from a short season because a short season invites more chaos, invites uh greater a greater range of possibilities and a less assurance that the thing that's more likely to happen will happen it it gives a chance to teams who realistically aren't as talented to have a better chance of getting in the playoffs so that that could mean their goalies getting hotter for longer it could mean eichel having more of an impact if eichel is hotter for that stretch it's better for teams like the sabers i would say mm-hmm 
Do you have any, I guess, realistic projection? I mean, for Jack, I think, of course, it's, you know, a point a game plus or bust. Um, probably the same could be said for Taylor Hall, but do you have any thoughts on just, I guess, what you expect to see out of any players in particular in the, in the shortened season? Anybody in particular jumping out at you? Yeah, it definitely changes what you expect to see, like, point total-wise and, and how that affects things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's – it's actually kind of annoying. I'm super annoyed by it because – Michael has had nothing but bad luck on that front because he basically his career has been his rookie year, which is fine. It was a, it was a rookie year for a teenager. And then his second year, he missed time, a good amount of time. His third year, he missed a good amount of time. Mm-hmm. His fourth year, it's mostly a full season. And then his fifth year, cut off by COVID. So he hasn't had a year where he could have like 100 points or he couldn't chase 50 goals or even 40 goals. And he can't still through his sixth year now, mm-hmm. which is – unbelievably frustrating and everything on top of everything else with him it'd be it'd be good if he could have some individual accomplishments we could look at now I guess that means you have to start looking at things like could he get like 70 points maybe if he had a really good year he could get 30 goals in 56 games and then on the other hand you would look at like Darlene and say could Darlene get to 40 points in 56 games that'd be huge like could Reinhardt get 20 goals again so there's nothing I really specifically have in mind I guess Sam is a guy that actually does jump out at me because I feel like he's a, he's a second, he seems more like a second half of the season kind of player. I mean, I know, Oh God, what year was it? I think it would have been the 2018 year um, where he was just lights out from after the winter class, like the winter classic on. Um, So he's shown that he could be, you know, pretty effective in the second half. And so maybe with the, the calendar getting pushed back a little bit, he's somebody that I'm curious about. I mean, I think just in general, Sam is, I know, you know, his name was thrown around a lot, obviously with his contract negotiations and the back and forth with that, because I mean, we've spent the past two years debating whether he should have gotten a bridge deal, which I think ultimately we could probably all agree he shouldn't have, he should have gotten like a five or six year deal back then. If not, I mean, even seven, but like now, you know, you're at a point where this is going to be a prove it year again. um, He's going to be looking to get paid. You're going to have to deal with Darlene and Sam again, this coming off season and so I'm just curious to see how this is going to shake out with him because also too, you know, are they going to do what they didn't do with Victor Olison and, and Jeff Skinner, like, and not attach him to Eichel's hip in the final year of a contract before he has a new one due? Like, are they going to give him the chance to drive his own line? Because, you know, this has happened twice now where of course, and I don't have any problem with it, you know, with them playing him with Jack this season, I do considering how they are going to be able to spread out the talent on the team. But you know, with Skinner, um, you stuck him with Jack before he got that crazy $8 million contract and he puts up 40 goals, which was great. Um, but it ended up, we had to pay him $9 million a year. Um, Victor Olofsson, you know, granted you probably would have, I would have, wouldn't have wanted to go with just a two-year deal with him. I would have tried to go for something for like four or five years with him, but sticking with Jack, he has a very impressive rookie year. If he plays the whole season, maybe he's a Calder finalist, but um, was very impressive. And then he ends up getting a, you know, I mean, you were kind of shooting yourself in the foot a little bit there. I mean, they did anyways with the contract negotiations, but with Sam now, you know, most of the roster projections that we've seen have him, in like a third line role playing with like Eakin and Tage, for example. Um, I'm okay with that for a lot of reasons. One, again, like I said before, 
you want to spread out the talent on the roster. And this really, I mean, this year with adding Hall and Stahl to the mix, you have the ability to do that probably now more than you've been able to do at any point within the past five plus years. Um, and then the other side too of that is, you know, I'm a firm believer. I think we both are that Sam has the ability to drive his own line to be a play driver. Um, he has elite vision, elite playmaking abilities. And, you know, as much as you could say that, Jack or that Sam benefits from, from playing on the line with Eichel and pretty much being attached at the hip. You can also say the same thing that Jack has benefited, benefited a lot from having Sam on his line and having somebody who not only, like I said before, has that, you know, level of vision and, and passing ability and playmaking ability, but Sam is also pretty damn good in his own zone as well. So, you know, little sidebar to that. I think that now more than ever would be a great chance to try and run him back at center, but we all know that that's not going to happen. But, but with that being said though, again, you know, I'm very curious to see how Sam is going to perform an extended, you know, portions without playing on Jack's line because we have seen him do it and he's been successful at it. But a lot of times they just have reverted back to putting them back together. So it should be interesting. And then, of course, him getting like the power play one minutes too, just to see how his game is going to kind of transpire on that front as well. But he's somebody who, you know, I, I just like Sam a lot in general, but I'm very, very curious to see, you know, how this year is going to shake out for him in particular because there's a lot riding on it in a few different ways. Definitely. Uh, I think something with Sam, and it's, it's, this is kind of a thing with a lot of players, but if a player doesn't have as many points, people go like, oh, what's wrong with that guy? That guy's not doing well. It happened with Skinner last year, even when he wasn't playing poorly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if Sam is on his own line, it'll be better for that line, and it'll be better for the team, and it'll be worse for his stat line. And I think people will just take that and go, like, oh, he's not good. Can't play on his own. Yeah, let him, and then we could pay him less. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. But I just mean, like, the, Sam's a guy – he doesn't have, like, a crazy – stat line or point total regardless of of where he's playing even when he plays with Eichel it's like pretty good but we're saying that relative to a second overall pick though I mean he puts up pretty solid numbers Sam puts up very good not like good numbers yeah but I just mean like if he playing over a full season on his own line Mm -hmm. uh carrying two wingers that will say like maybe normally wouldn't play with a guy like him and put up like 50 points was really good in his own zone and they had good possession numbers that, that would be really that'd be really solid. I don't think a lot of people would look at it that way, though. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's kind of beside the point. But, yeah, I think I would also like to see Sam in his own line this year and centering, which we won't see. But, I mean, think about yeah, what – I was just going to add, like, think about really what that could do for the lineup if you were to even try that and you push down Hall then to being your third-line center, then Eakin becomes your fourth center – that in my mind, I mean, if you can, if you're able to do that, that just, that, that makes me feel a lot better about their chances to actually contend for a playoff spot than I'm feeling right now. Yeah. Um, well, so looking back at the schedule though, I am, so I understand, I think in general, not having fans in the stands, uh, limiting travel, limiting taking Canada, limiting their own division, it all seems like it'll help in general, uh, with, you know, preventing the spread of COVID, which would be good, for, especially for the, it'll use for the regular season. Maybe by the playoffs, it won't be as relevant, hopefully, you know, fingers crossed. Mm-hmm. But what – does does it bum you out at all to not see other teams for – like, it'll be more than an entire year. It'll be from March 
it does kind of suck right i mean yeah it definitely bums me out um I, i've talked about it before i like along with my well not anymore but previously split season tickets uh with you know my my father and a good friend of his and so i mean that's something of course i look forward to is just not only seeing like other teams that you know losing out on like playing against like the leafs and stuff like that's gonna suck but even just like seeing the western conference teams it's always fun seeing the saber you know we aren't gonna get any sabers after dark this season i mean what the hell that's gonna be that does suck that's like one of the most fun times of the usually kind of miserable seasons that we've been dealing with being able to all enjoy that together what now we're just gonna have to you know try and make the most out of getting our ass whooped at like 7 45 on a tuesday i mean what the hell but <laughs> no but no i i mean yeah of course it's like a huge bummer i you know it, it's gonna be exciting to um at least be in a, a division with some definite heavy hitters that'll be entertaining i mean getting to watch like to play against like ovechkin and crosby and malkin um a significant amount will be cool we get to see lafreniere um you know that's going to be fun to see up close new jersey getting to play against lindy ruff a bunch of times this year should be kind of cool uh (laughs) but i I, yeah i mean it's a huge bummer i want to see i love not even in person but just getting to watch other teams play against the sabers from out west the the northwestern canadian teams um some of like the southern teams and everything of course i mean yeah it, it 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 totally sucks is there anybody who you were like really looking forward to like seeing the sabers play this year at all like across the league not particularly but one thing you kind of touched on there kind of is the reason i brought this up so obviously you're a, a season ticket holder or your, your dad is uh so you've seen you've probably yeah, seen everything. I'm, I'm on that too <laughs> yeah <laughs> so you uh you've probably seen every team come through Buffalo at some point. I have, yeah. I, I have I I think I probably I mean Vegas was the most obviously the most recent that I hadn't seen that I had, but probably even going back like you could go back four or five years ago and I would have seen like every team by that point. Just because I had them all growing up, it probably would have been I think it was the like two years before the lockout is when we first got them. Um, oh, yeah. So I've had them for a very, very long time. And typically I will like growing up, especially like I mentioned with like, I, I love seeing Western conference teams play. Um, I just really enjoy the, the West in general. I also think that the West has like a lot of really cool jerseys too. So like, that's another thing. I just like seeing teams who I think have cool jerseys play. Um, but yeah, so like early on, I was able to see the Western conference, like most of the teams, like pretty soon, because, you know, if I'm going to 10 games a year, probably like six or seven of the ones that I'm picking from the season tickets that we have, um, I would pick like Western conference teams. And then if, you know, like seeing other teams, like, you know, if I ever have, if there's been plenty of times in the past 10 years that it's been a Friday night and uh, the Florida Panthers are in town for 10 bucks and I'll go, you know, get it. I'll get a ticket to go watch and then just move from the three hundreds down to like the hundreds or something like that. Um, yeah. Which no, I, something you and I have definitely done before too. I, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it is, it's really cool to see teams like that. Cause it's kind of like something, I don't know how to put it. It's almost like, usually to see Colorado exactly you know, kind of, yeah. it's, it's really cool to see them and it kind of sucks that that's not happening this year I'll, I'll miss that a lot more than I'll miss our divisional rivals like just in terms of the cool aesthetic thing I just obviously I'm gonna miss Ottawa and Detroit a lot more in different ways 
yeah in terms of playing them w's yeah yeah but no you're right though that's a great i mean colorado is definitely a great as like the perfect team that kind of, like just like i said like just seeing like or like san jose for example not that i'm yeah. dying to see the sharks play but they have some cool guys on their team they have some cool jerseys they're on the other side of the country so yeah like of course you want to see them yeah i just feel like the more i look at this our division the more i'm kind of bummed out uh just from like a not even just from a hockey perspective just from a team perspective uh the division actually from a hockey perspective too whatever boston i'm gonna throw it a, a hot one here Give it boston, to me. washington pittsburgh are all on the downside all of them are trending down and frankly they've overstayed their welcome oh baby philadelphia uh I don't know. As we've They're talked so about before, weird. Philadelphia they, is the most perplexing team in the league to me. Absolutely, because they only make, they make the playoffs every other year. But you would think like that's already kind of a weird trend, and you would think like, oh, they want to make the playoffs. You know, they're probably just eh. Perhaps they make it as an eight seed, then they miss. Like, okay, kind of. But this year, no. Like they, I think we're the one seed. I think they won the round – if I'm not mistaken. And they, they were horrible at the start of last season. Yeah, they were horrible at the start of last season. and But they they were the one seed. And it kind of made sense when you look at their lineup that they would be the one seed. But then every other year it's kind of like, I don't know, it's like Drew's actually really good. Or like Vortrex, terrible on track. Like, oh, Vortrex pulling his weight again. Uh, Ivan Provorov, huge pick. Oh, Ivan Provorov, uh, slump. Shane Gossespierre, finalist for the Calder over Jack Eichel. Shane Gossespierre. Mediocre defenseman? Mm-hmm. Travis Konechny. Oh, it's a huge travesty that Sabres didn't draft him. Or is he not that good? Sean Couturier is I mean, he's good. the consistent person I would – yeah, Couturier I would have is like probably the most consistent person they've had. I like Konechny a lot. I, I, I'm a big fan of his. Yeah, so I guess Philadelphia is probably the more interesting team. The top three, I'm – you know, everyone's sick of them. I'm just going to speak for everyone here. Let's get them out of here. Get out there, Taylor. The Islanders are awful to watch. Boring. No one that buys this boring. last year. Uh, the Rangers, I mean, I, I just feel like we didn't get enough downtime with them. If they're actually going to be good, we'll see. If they're just good. Mm-hmm. I'm done with it. All these teams, I just – four or five, five, in fact, of the teams I just mentioned are the teams that are on the squad called on NBC Sports way too often. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Which I know people think of us. That is literally the division pretty much is like all the teams that just get put on there way too often. And then New Jersey and, and uh, the Islanders. Yep. Yeah. Cause we're included in that. We're definitely on NBC sports too much for how bad we've been. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so I'm not happy about it. And I obviously, like, we've talked about this before, and I still, I mean, I don't know what to think going into the year. I don't feel great about our playoffs chances because Sabres have missed playoffs nine years in a row and then we're not a very good franchise. Uh, but we'll get more into that later. I do, if you're ready, I do have a quiz based on our division. I'm born ready. All right, let's, let's do it. So, it. Brendan, I, I know uh, we both want the Sabres to make the playoffs this year, and if they want to do that, they have to finish ahead of four of the teams in the division this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, to get to the top four, that'll get them into the playoffs. Well, I'll be really happy. We'll probably have a parade for that. A lot of people crying, calling WGR, talking about their dead grandpas. <laughs> so I'm going to look back at the, the last time for each team that we finished ahead of them. Okay. 
No, this is with Orhead. So at least as many points as this other team. Okay. But at least as many points. Because I think, you know, at that point it gets tricky with ties and, and tiebreakers and all that. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to tell you the last time that happened. So with that team, I'll say, for example, X year is when the Sabres did this. And you, I'll give you the year. Let's say it was, for example, Colorado, if they were in our division. We last finished ahead, of Col- finished ahead of Colorado in 2016-17. And I would say, name every player you can on Colorado's roster from that year. Oh, okay. You'll get three strikes. You get three guys who aren't on the roster. I'll tell you you get the strike two. Like, no, he's not on the roster. Strike one. Mm-hmm. All right. And I think between the other seven teams in the division, you should be able to get to 50 people. I'll keep track. 50? Okay. All right. That's my guess that you'll be able to do that. I believe in myself. Three strikes for every team. Okay, that's fair. That's a lot of strikes. Yeah. So All right, you, let's do you this You can thing. imagine who the first team is, probably. The most recent team in chronological history this is. That the Sabres have finished ahead of? Yes. Um, hold on. Um, it just happened. Oh, New Jersey. Yeah. The 1920 New Jersey Devils. How many people on the roster can you name? Let's see. The 1920, huh? All right. No, 2019-2020, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so this this season's New Jersey Devils? Yep, just has All to right. have played one game. Okay, cool. Um, Nico Heischer. That's correct. Um, Jack Hughes. That is correct. Mackenzie Blackwood. Oh. oh, my God. Jack Hughes is not – Jack Hughes was 13th on the team in points last Did year. Did not do that well, yeah. Mackenzie Blackwood. Yeah, Mackenzie Blackwood, goalie. Um, Corey Schneider logged some games. He did. He logged 13 games. Uh, Will Butcher. Will the Butcher. Darn right. Uh, Travis Zajac. Travis Zajac. Uh, Yes. Uh, Kyle Palmieri. Yes, he led the team in points with 45. Uh, Gusev who they had acquired from Vegas. Gusev. Okay. Um, How about – I might get a strike on this, but I'm going to go for a deep cut. Micro Mueller? Micro Mueller, you're correct. He played 50 games. Booyah. Uh, P.K. Subban. P.K. Subban, yep. If guys get traded, do they still count? Yeah, they just have to play played one game for the team in that year. All right, Sammy Vatanen. Sammy Vatanen, yes. All right. Who else do we got here from the Devils? Um Who was on last year's Devils team? Oh, what's his name? Who got traded to uh uh Blake Coleman? Blake Coleman, yes. You have 12 without a strike. Cool, cool. Um, all right, who else we got from De- from the Devils here? I'm missing some forwards, I know. Um, and a couple. De- How many defensemen have I said? Probably like five, uh, right? Five or six? Yeah, I'm just writing down like tally marks, so I'm not sure. But you, you've okay. Because you said – I know you said Subban and a couple other guys. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's think about this here. What about like prospects for the Devils? Uh, who the hell do they have? I mean, 
I said Hughes and Heischer. Um I'm missing guys on the wing and on D. And I think another goalie too, right? Yep. All right. Uh boy, oh boy. Do I get any hints at all or no? No, your hints are your strikes. Okay, that's fine. If I have to hit 50, I feel like I'm, I'm liking my chances so far because the Devils are probably the team that I would have the most trouble with. Actually, no, we have to go back in history here a bit, so that I should really try and dig into this. Um, yeah, if you have all three strikes, you can just say some names that sound right. No, no, you're right, you're right, you're right. Um, <laughs> mm, I'm just trying to think of other guys who would have even like done anything – remotely like good for them um who else would be on the devils i'm just vamping right now i'm i i believe um god there are some decent forwards that i know of that i just can't even like decently known at least uh am i missing any obvious names can you at least tell me that much yeah, yeah, you are. I am? Okay. Yeah. What the fuck else is on New Jersey? Uh, the Devils. The Devils, the Devils, the Devils. Mm-mm-mm. <laughs> Patrick Eliash. No. Um... They have been rather forgettable, though, so that's why I feel like I'm um, having a hard time with this. But I feel like even some of the role players I should, like, have. Um... Oh, wait, I just thought of one, actually, from last season, Taylor Hall. That's correct. That's 13. There we go. There we go. Um, how about some younger guys? Mm, Jesper Bratt. Jesper Bratt. Let's see. Yes. Cool. 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 Um, how about um, Pavel Zacha? Zacha that's correct. It is. Yeah, that's 15. Mm, oh, I'm forgetting another Sabres alumni. Uh, speaking of Taylor Hall, Wayne Simmons. That's correct. You would be there. Um Oh, now we're cooking. Western New York native Miles Wood, right? Yeah, Miles Miles Wood. Miles Wood. Where's he from? Like East Aurora or something like that? Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> um, it's definitely not East Aurora. I have no idea. He's it's somewhere in the area. I don't know, man. I'm pretty spent though on the Devils. Um, you don't just want to throw out some guesses. I mean, I don't even know. Uh. Oh, another traded guy, Andy Green, right? He would That's have correct. Last yeah. year, he got traded to who? The Islanders, I think. Yeah. Uh, boy. Uh, what about um? How about another Jesper? Yeah, did Jesper Bokovist? Bo- is he is he's a Devils pro- like younger prospect, right? Let's see. Jesper Jesper Bokovist. Yes, yes. Nineteen. Good shit. All right, I'm probably good. I, I'm not going to get anybody else besides that. 
Um, I don't know if there's anyone else really for you that you could have got. Were there any big name? I was going to say, who was the other goalie? Louis Domingue. Oh, okay. Yeah, that, uh, I probably should have had that, but that's okay. I'll take 19 off the first team. Yeah, Connor Carrick's the only other person. Connor Carrick, yeah, yeah. Anyway, that team's gone. Cool. The next one is the last time we finished ahead of the New York Islanders. What year? 2011-12. Oof, this is going to be bad. This is going to be really, really bad. Okay. Um... Oh, no. Oh, God. The 2011-12 Islanders. All right, John Tavares. That's correct. Uh, Kyle Opozo. Uh, correct. Cool. Um, oof. Oh, no. Um, that would probably be too early for Boychuk to be. Uh, yeah, no, he would have still been with Boston, I think, at that point. Um, same with uh, what's his name? The defenseman from Chicago who they who they got. Um 2011-12. All right. Uh who would have been the goalie back then? Good lord. What was the Islanders record this year? Because this was the year we won the division. Were they like No, we didn't we didn't win the division. In twenty eleven? Twenty eleven twelve. It's the first year of Oh, okay, 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 yeah. Their record was thirty four, thirty seven, and eleven. Mm. That's a Bills record if I've ever heard one. <laughs> um, oh, God. Who the hell else? <sighs> Former Islanders. Oof. How about... Um... No, he wouldn't have been there. I'm thinking of Edmonton because of the jersey. Ugh. Taylor, you're killing me with this. This is this is difficult. <laughs> uh, what a random, not good team. Um, how many like big name guys am I missing? Uh, uh quite a few. There's a, there's a few guys you'll definitely. Know. How about Mark Strite? That's correct. Cool. There's one. Um, mm. I'm just gonna say a name. I know it's. I know it's wrong. Yashin. He's got to be not there. That's. I'm way off. Strike one. Yeah. I knew as soon as I I said that. Uh. All right. God damn. Um. The Islanders. No hints. <laughs> no hints. Just guess. All right, all right. It's hard. This is this is not easy. How about uh, in goal? What about uh, Wade Dublowitz? Wow, that was a pull. No, strike two. Damn it. Hmm. <laughs> uh, Can I have one request? Yes. Per team, tell me one really obvious guy so that it'll maybe help get the juices going. A saber. A saber? 
Matt Molson. That's correct. <laughs> there we go. Wasn't what I was looking for, but I'll take it. Thank you for the hint. Um, Cal Clutterbuck. Incorrect. Damn it. So you're at you're in good shape though because you're at twenty three. Who did I miss from the Clutterbuck, Islanders? Clutterbuck hadn't yet been traded for Nino Niederreiter. Oh, Nino Niederreiter! Wow. Yeah, uh, you missed PA Parento, Franz Nielsen, mm. Josh Bailey, Michael Grabner, Travis Hamanick, Andrew McDonald, Matt Martin, Brian Rolston, and then in net had Evgeny Nabokov, El Montoya, Anders Nielsen, and Ricky Pietro. Rick was still there, that son of a bitch. Yep. You just set him as a joke guess. <laughs> yeah, there was a handful of those I definitely should have gotten. P.A. Parento, um, Franz Nielsen I definitely should have had. Uh, some of the other ones, a lot of the other ones actually. I mean, I, those are, I knew that they, if you told me that guy and you asked me to name their teams, I would have said the Islanders for every one of them. But, yeah, all right, well, that's fair. Who do we got next? All right, moving on to the 2010-11 New York Rangers, the last time we finished ahead of them. 10-11 Rangers, huh? Okay, Chris Drury? That is – I believe it's correct. Hold on, let me – Yeah, he would have had to have – that would have been – uh, Yes, Chris Drury. Okay. Um, Henrik Lundqvist? Yes. All right. Uh, this one I should definitely know more of. Um, from 10-11. Ooh. Martin St. Louis? Or am I a couple years early? Uh, you were early. That's strike one. Damn it. Okay. Um... There are a bunch of guys, though. A lot of guys? Okay, okay. That makes me feel better. Uh, a bunch of guys. I have a bunch, like, on the tip of my tongue that I'm just... Derek Stepan? Uh, yes. Derek Stepan. That is number 26. Okay. He was 26th? Well, he's the 26th he number you've gotten, yeah. Oh, okay. I thought you meant he was, like, in scoring. I was like, there's no way that dude was that young then. Um, <laughs> all right. So, that's a good start, at least. Oh, no. I, I want to say one, but I'm <sighs> – there's two guys who are I, – I don't want to say their names because I feel like one of them is on the team – and but the other one isn't and uh well you have two strikes to work with so no well no i what was my first strike again uh you said uh, who, who did you say uh i don't know in louis in louis right 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 okay uh come on ghost of john tortorella come to me here um A bunch of guys. Shit. Shit, shit, shit. Um, 
Who else would they have had in goal? Uh, I'm Lundqvist then. Because Marty, I know, was there. But I don't think that it would be it'd be him um, at this point. Or maybe it would. Um, how about uh, – okay, here we go. Brandon Dubinsky? Yes, correct. Yeah, okay. Um, you know what? No, I am going to guess him because I'm pretty sure this would have been right at – like fairly soon after he left. Was Marty Baron their backup that year? Yes. Boom. Okay. Okay. Um, Mark Stahl. Yes. May, okay. Cool. Cool. How about uh, another New York native, Ryan Callahan, right? Uh, yes. Cool. 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 It's 30. Uh, um. All right, I'm going to go back to one of my guys here. I'm just going to guess one and if I cuz I only have one strike right now, right? Yep. All right, I'm taking the if I get this one right then I know it's not the other one approach. Marion Gabrick. Correct. Sweet. The other person I was going to say was Rick Nash, but I don't think he's there yet. Um who are old Rangers guys? Dan Girardi? Dan Girardi, yep. Yeah. Cool, cool. Brian Boyle. Is he with them at this point? Yes, correct. Um, McDonough. That is correct. Cool. Okay. I'm thinking there's another defenseman that um, I said Girardi, Stahl, McDonough. I feel like there's another big defenseman here that I'm just not not getting. Um. 2011 Rangers. Ooh, I have a deep cut that I will. I'm willing to risk a strike on because I do think that he was here then. Yep. Former Los Angeles King Alexander Frolov. That's correct. Cool. That's 35. Um. Sean Avery is he? Yeah. That's Sean his day. How about uh, Brandon Prust? Is he with the Rangers at this point, or is he with Montreal? He is? Yep. Okay, okay. All right. What am I up to? 37. Not bad. Um, I have two more. I have two strikes. Or no, I have one or two more strikes. Two more. Two more to go. Okay. Um, Who the heck else? I honestly don't even know who to be. Zuccarello. I'll throw him as a guess. Yeah, Zuccarello. Is he really? Yeah. Wow. I thought he would have been way too young. Who was the leading scorer of this team? Well, let's see if you have him yet. Let me put him back in. Oh, this. yeah. Fair point. Fair point. You do not have uh, – do you have them yet? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't remember if you said this guy's name or not, but I'm just going to tell you. It's Brandon Dubinsky. Oh, I did say him. Yeah, I said him. That's tough. This is not a good team, scoring-wise. No, no, definitely not. Makes sense that the Sabres finished ahead of them. Um, yeah, man. I uh, I don't think I have anybody else for the Rangers here. Do you got any other names? I'll give up on this one. I feel like I'm ahead pretty well. You're just going to give up? Yeah, yeah, I will for them. 
Okay. Uh, so some guys that you, I don't think you said, uh, let's see here. Artem Anisimov. Ooh. Wow. Okay. Is that's a miss. Tanko, Wojtek Wolski, Michael. Tanko, son of a. Mm. Michael Delzato. Brian. Really? McCabe. He was there in 2010. Yep. Brian McCabe. Wow. That's a throwback right there. McCabe. Derek, Derek Bugard. Huh. Chad Johnson. Former Saber. And Dale Weiss. Huh. I feel good about that list. That's pretty solid. I, Artem Amisinov being the one I'm like the big one I missed. That's okay. That's okay. All right. Who do we got next? Uh, the last time we finished ahead of the Philadelphia Flyers, they went to the Stanley Cup. It was 2009-10. Really? Okay. Uh, Daniel Briere. That's correct. Claude Giroux. That's correct. That's 40. Scott Hartnell. Yes. Uh, all right. Who else is on that team back then? Is Yager there then? Incorrect. That's strike one. Um. Oh man, that's they were real weird with their goalies then. Um. Oh my God, who is the goalie I'm thinking of? That one of the goalies is really old, right? Uh, no. No. Not really old. No. Oh, no. oh is Brizgalov? No, strike two. Shit. Um. Where is he at this point? Is he still in Anaheim? Brizgalov. Uh, he must be. No, he would be in Arizona, right? Oh wow! Okay. Um, this is that. Oh man, I don't want to. I I know a goalie. I know a goalie, but I don't want to. I have two strikes already. Yep. No, I feel okay about this. Is Steve Mason one of the goalies? That is strike three. Oh no! Goalies, the five goalies that played for them that year were Michael Layton, Ray Emery, Brian Boucher, Jeremy Duquesne, and Johan Backlund. I should have had three of those. Oh man, who are the forwards? Why did I go Steve Mason for my oh? Mike Richards, Jeff Carter. Horrible, horrible. uh, Defenseman Chris Pronger. Who also had Simone Gagne, Kimo Timonen, Matt Carl. Yep. Aaron Asham, Daniel Carcillo, Ian LaPierre, Brady oh. Cochran, Billy Leno. Um, oh, my God. I'm so mad. I should not have won Steve Mason. What the f- mm. That doesn't make any sense, though. When was Steve Mason drafted? Because he – the reason why I thought him was because, if I'm not mistaken, he was – because they played Chicago in the finals that year. And I know Kane scored the winning goal, but I'm pretty sure that Steve Mason was Pat Kane's teammate on the London Knights – and then would have been was drafted by the Flyers. No, he wasn't. He was drafted by the Blue Jackets. He the Blue the- Jackets. Oh, he went to the Flyers though later, right? He was traded in the Bavrovsky trade, like two years later. God yeah. damn it! Yeah, but you only need nine for the last few. So, so he showed up in Philly in 2012, 2013. Yep. Ugh, I am beside myself well i think you could pretty much knock out get to 50 here and then just cruise for the last yeah year. no the last i know time we finished ahead of the boston bruins 
they beat us in the playoffs. <laughs> oh, good. 2009-10 Boston Bruins. All righty. Uh, Tim Thomas. That is correct. Uh, Patrice Bergeron. Yep. David Krejci. Uh, yes. I, well, yes. Uh, Zdeno Chara. Yes. Uh, Johnny Boychuk. Johnny Boychuk. Yes. What am I up to now? Like 46. Cool. All right. Um, let's get some forwards knocked off of this. Um, Ooh, is I'm, I'm willing to use a strike on him. Is this the year that Yager was in Boston? No, you could pretty much say him for any team. Be like, am I close? (laughs) Um, that's the right one. All right. Uh, Boston, Boston, Boston. Who else was on that team? They had a bunch of guys. Um, Tyler Sagan. Uh, incorrect. They drafted him in the fall, the spring, the strike two. Oh, I hate everything. Um, all right. Who else is on this Bruins team? Um, who else would have been on the Bruins back? What year is this we're saying? Nine ten. Dan Pae. That's correct. Nice. Um. Okay. Okay. Let's see what else we got. How many like marquee names am I missing? Quite a few. Really? Okay. Um, I have two strikes for the Bruins? Yep. Okay. Um, I'm really missing some big names. I can feel it, but I'm so close to 50 that I almost don't care because I think I can knock out the other two. Um... Who are on these Bruins teams that I'm missing? I have, I said Bergeron and Krejci and who else forward wise? Hmm. Ooh, oh no, I, I think this might actually be too soon. Never mind. Is there any hockey hall of famers? Uh, let me look real quick. Yes. I have a guy in mind and I just, I don't, what, what I'm at what? 47. Yes. All right. I'm just going to guess them because I don't care. And I don't want to keep dragging on and just thinking about this. Jerome McGinley. No. Yeah. I figured. Okay. Who did I miss? So, well, first of all, you missed that year's starting goalie. Tuka Rask. Tuka. Oh yeah, yeah. That's that's yep. Uh, Mark Recchi. Wow. Yeah. Lake Wheeler. Marco Sturm. Michael Ryder. Mark Savard. Dennis Weidman. Lucic. Mm. Uh, Lucic. That's a bad miss. Matt Hunwick. Miroslav Shatan. Vladimir Sabakov. Sean Thornton. Andrew Ference. Uh, Chuck Kobasu. Brad Marchand. 
Wow, Marshawn too. Okay. Yeah, I'm fine with that. That's okay. That's all right. I miss some I if I would have just thrown more names out there, I bet I would have I mean I definitely missed some very obvious ones, but I will live with that because I know I'm this close to fifty that I don't care. So who's next, Taylor? All right. The last time we finished behind the Pittsburgh Penguins. I was in middle school. <laughs> the 2006-2007 Pittsburgh Penguins. All right. Sidney Crosby. Yes. Mm, all righty. Uh, Sergey Gonchar. Uh, hold on one second. Correct. Cool. Um, Marc-Andre Fleury. Correct. That's 50. Woo-hoo. Keep going to... Until I guess you can't go anywhere. See how many I get, yeah. Uh, Malkin would have been his rookie year, right? Yep. Cool, cool. Uh, How about Chris Letang? Yes. Young Chris Letang. Um, Who else was on those old Penguins teams? What was their record this year, actually? Uh, well, they made the playoffs. They lost in the first round. Their record was 47, 24, and 11. Oh, that's not too bad. Um, Miroslav Shatan, actually, right? No, strike one. Is he, is he a year later? More than that. Didn't he, wasn't he there for their first cup, actually? Yeah, it's two years later. Oh, is it two? Oh, just got my timing off. Okay. Um, damn, I know the backup goalie too, and I can't think because we used to whoop on him. If I'm not mistaken, you uh, definitely know the backup goalie. What's that? You definitely know who it is. I do, huh? Oh, okay. Mm. Uh, uh, oh, how about? Uh, Marion Hosa? No. Strike two. Shit. Oh, God. How many, like, really obvious guys are on here? There are... There's a few guys on here uh, that I think you would definitely know. Quite a few, actually. Yeah, I'm sure. Um... And I'm just trying to think of like jer- like the jerseys too, because that's still when they were like the black and like the weird yellow gold one. And um, damn Taylor, I'm I'm struggling with this. So these are I'm sure there's it's going to be a bunch of guys who I know that I'm just blanking on right now. Uh, but I've already secured the win, so I guess I'm I'm not that heartbroken about it. So, are you gonna give up? I have what one more guess before I, or one more strike? Yep. All right. Um. Actually, how about on this peng? Oh, is he though? I don't know. Mark Recchi. That's correct. Oh, it is cool. Okay, nice. All right, all right. Um, I have. uh, No, he wouldn't have been there then. Um, How many more teams do we have left after this? Is it just Washington? Yeah. 
I mean, I'm not trying to keep it up, so I guess I'll just. Uh, but I don't want to give up though, because I definitely know more of these, and it's gonna. All right. What about? I know it's not right, but I just want to get this over with. Um, what's his face? Matt Cullen. Incorrect. So that's yeah. the three. A couple other guys. First of all, the backup goalie was Jocelyn Tebolt. Oh yeah, yep. This team had Ryan. Not who I was thinking of. Is there a third goalie? No. Oh, all right, never mind. This team has Ryan Whitney, uh, Jordan Stahl, Kobe Armstrong, Ryan Malone, Maxim Tebolt, Yorko Rutu, Dominic Moore, Gary Roberts, Rob Scuderi, John Leclaire, Brooks Orpik. John Leclaire, I was gonna say him too, but I wasn't sure. Damn. Oh, there's a few of. The, okay, yeah. I probably should have had more of those. That's okay though. So who we got last? Washington. Who? What year? All right, same year. The last year, uh, Washington, we finished out of Washington, uh, was 2006-2007, the President's Trophy year, when they still had their old logo. Love that logo, by the way. I like those. I honestly think I prefer those jerseys low-key more than I prefer the, the red, white, and blue ones. Fair um, all right, Ovechkin? Correct. Uh, how about Olaf Kolzig? Uh, is this yes, too late? Okay. Only the goalie. Um, Yager is gone by this point, I think. So I'm not going to guess him, even though it probably would be a fair one. Um, maybe I'm off base. Is a young Lars Eller on this team? Incorrect. Strike one. Yeah. How about Matt Cullen here? Or wait, no, that wouldn't make any sense. Never mind. He wouldn't have played on both. He, I think, did play for Washington at some point, though, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, okay. Aside from, Ove- um, from Ovechkin and Kolzig. 2006-2007, huh? Mm. Yep. Since it's the last one, can you give me a hint of anything? Hmm. Since I'm I'm greedy. Well, what's a good hint here? Let's see. Well, there's a man here that I think you were quite a fan of. That I'm quite a fan of? Yeah, yeah. A guy who was very good. He was an all-star. Who the hell? What I'd be missing if I'm like a fan of them. Um, I'm not ready to quit on this. I, I feel like I have more in me here, especially if you're saying, is this person a forward or a defenseman? Forward. Who the all right, here's a better hint, since I don't think you understand that, or not understand, but I don't think you're getting the reference there. So uh, how about this? The Sabres made a trade with the t- this team this year. For this person? No, they made a trade with Washington this year. So think about that. The Sabres made a trade with Washington that year. Oh, that year they did. Oh. Uh... they have picked 
Oh, is Mike Green there actually? No, I'm yes. have to be right. Yeah. Um, how about uh, William and Alex Nylander's father, Michael? No, that is strike two. What? Yeah. He wasn't? Well, Brendan, I guess you should probably know that in 0607, Michael Nylander is pretty busy playing for another team and uh, getting beat on a faceoff by Chris Drury. Uh, wait, but I thought that was, a, that was an 0506, I thought. When we played the Rangers? When no, 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 wait. Oh my God, you're right. Wow, okay. That was totally off. He would have had to have been there around there at some point, though. In Washington, at least. Maybe it was the next year or something. Um, all right. Uh, they made a trade with this team this year. What the fuck? Sabres and Capitals made a trade of 607. I know they did, and I'm getting mad at myself that I have no idea who this person is. That I'm two guys, two free guys. I'm giving you. You don't even need them though, because you already won. Two free guys. Um. Not one of the guys you're talking about, but Alex Semin? Yes, that's who I said you were a fan of. I was never really a fan of him. Well, I thought you were a fan of him. Mm-mm. That's why that clue didn't work. But yes, I was going to say, I was like, what? How about, oh, how about, uh, uh, wait, I have two strikes? Yeah. Did I say, er, uh, no, I think he was there. Donald Brashear? You were correct. Donald Brashear was there. Um, who would we have traded because that's not my immediate no I don't want to say it because I think it's him but I'm trying to remember where we got him from uh oh was if this is a mid-season trade we're talking about, I do remember – did Yuri Novotny go the other way in that deal? Yeah, yes, Yuri Novotny. Okay, okay. And then that would mean that – so, yeah, it would be Dinah Zubris then. He was, I was afraid yeah. that it wasn't him, but he went – because I was worried that it was going to be New Jersey, but he went to New Jersey after us, I believe. Yes, that's 60. Damn, so the, wait, there was another prominent trade we made with them? No, that was the trade. Zubers oh, trade. I thought you meant we got two guys in return. I thought you were going to – you meant. Oh, no. Okay, okay. Um, I'm just going to throw a name. As Richard Zednick? Yes, yeah. Wow, let's go. Okay, okay, okay. All right, all right, all right. Um, what am I up to now? 61. 61. Um, I'm kind of okay with just like cutting my losses with this, but now I'm wondering if there's anybody else who I'm, who I'm forgetting. But again, like these, this Washington team is just like very random. Um, are there any other big names that I'm really missing or no? No, not really. No. Um, 
Is Brooks like? Is it? Is, he might be. Too, that might be too. Uh, Brooks like. Let's. Mm, okay. Um. I literally have no idea anybody else um, who would even. All right, that's fine. I'll take it. Yeah, who else? Who are any big names I missed on this one? Not really. Some people you might. Oh, did I miss? Actually, wait, did I miss former Buffalo Saber Shayon Morrison? You did, yeah. Boom. All right, I'm ending it on that note. <laughs> All right. Uh, so you missed Thomas Fleischman. Mm. It's not that big of a deal. Uh, Eric Fair. Rico Fata. Oh, I probably could have had Eric Fair. Ben Clymer. Some kind of not great Fleischman guy. played for them back then? I did not know that. There's no chance I would have ever guessed him. Yeah, just a couple of random guys like that. David Steckel. Yikes. I would say, all right, 61. That's a pretty respectable showing. 63. Or 63, excuse me. Yeah, that's, so that's you average nine guys a team. I'll take that. Tyler yeah. Ennis, baby. All right. Well, we did it. That's the end of the episode. That was beautiful. What a wonderful journey it was. Well, everybody, thank you all so much for tuning in. We really appreciate it. As always, this has been Straight Up Sabres as part of Buffalo Fanatics and the Hockey Podcast Network. Once again, referencing my plug that I had given the, I gave in the beginning of the episode, be sure to check out Buffalo Fanatics for all of the Bills content that you could hope for. Again, as we are about to win the Super Bowl pretty much, knock on wood. Uh, you know, just not setting expectations too high or anything. Uh, but again, though, really, Buffalo Fanatics is where it's at. Be sure to check them out for all your Bills content. And then the Hockey Podcast Network, which can be found online at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or online at HockeyPodNet. Be sure you're following us on social media at Straight Sabres on Twitter and Straight Up Sabres on both Facebook and Instagram. And be sure to follow us the Hockey Podcast Network, and Buffalo Fanatics on the uh, streaming platform of your choice. So without further ado, Taylor, who is your random Sabres player of the episode? A couple things real quick, though, first. Oh, sorry, yeah. Yes, uh, we will not be back on Wednesday. Correct. It'll be New Year, so we'll be back a week from today, Monday. Or sorry, Thursday we'd normally be back. We won't be back Thursday. We'll be back next Monday, the New Year. Uh, Secondly... Do we want to do our recommendation of the week first? Oh, my God. See, I'm jumping the gun. Yeah, absolutely. What do you got for yours? All right. So I just came up with my time hop. Uh, it, it turns out that 10 years ago is today is the first time I watched Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Uh, and as you guys might have seen recently, there is a new superhero class comic book movie out, uh, Wonder Woman 84, available on HBO Max. You can watch it at home for our Buffalo listeners who are in New York and can't go to the movies right now. Or if you can go to the movies right now, you probably can't, though, if you live anywhere in the world. Uh, so If you can, lot, don't. <laughs> yeah, well, a lot of people are complaining about it, saying it's bad. You know, I haven't seen it yet, so I have to reserve judgment. But a lot of seems like there might be some fatigue with superhero movies. Let me tell you a superhero movie, that not superhero even really, but a comic book movie that is different than other ones you've seen. It's Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, directed by Edgar Wright. It came out in 2010. If you look at it and you go, wow, I've never heard of this movie when you watch it. I believe it's available on Netflix. It's a fantastic movie. Yeah. You'll say, wow, a lot of famous people in this. And you, you would uh, be correct, but you would not have been correct if you said that in 2010. Uh, it has Chris Evans, Brie Larson, who are both unbelievably famous now and part of the Marvel Universe. It's Michael Sarah, who weirdly was like the most famous person in the movie at the time. 
is like the 10th most famous now. Aubrey Plaza, Anna Kendrick. So many famous people. But that's not what's important about it. Karen Culkin. Karen Culkin, yes. It leans really well into uh, what those people are good at and what actually they ended up doing in their careers. The other person is Alison Pill, too. Mm. But anyway, great movie. Uh, I could go on for like 45 minutes about why I love it, but uh, suffice to say, I do love it. And I think it's a nice, it's a nice Christmas watch, but obvi- it's obviously not a Christmas movie, but it's a good movie to watch this time of year. A lot of and, it takes place like in the winter, right? Yeah, it takes place in Toronto. Yeah. yeah. So, so duh. Great flick. Great choice. I love that movie. Thank you. Yeah. Well, speaking of things, I guess then that we could go on for 45 minutes about uh, regarding our love for them. I'm going to go with... Uh, the recently announced Grammy-nominated album "The New Abnormal" by The Strokes. Uh, for anybody of you, any of you who are listening, who knows me, I am a huge, huge fan of The Strokes. They are probably my favorite band, uh, along with my original band that I'm in. I'm also the singer of a Strokes cover band, so I, I'm super all about them. But putting my love for them to the side uh, for a moment, uh, this album it came out back in April. Um, the album title, uh, very appropriately named, given you know the state of the world right now with coronavirus. Um, but it was honestly, in my opinion, I mean, it's I think it's deserving of winning a Grammy, not only because this is the first time that the Strokes have ever been nominated, but also because it's just from top to bottom a flat out fantastic album. They worked with Rick Rubin on it, who obviously is like maybe the most famous producer ever. Um, and so he just, I, it was a match made in heaven with putting them together. It's like really cool exploring a lot of the new sounds that they've been into over their past couple of albums while infusing that and making it really rooted in the sound of their first three albums that were all, that were very, especially their first two that were incredibly critically acclaimed and popular and that, you know, where all the hits are from. So really great album, a good mix between, um, you know, the garage rock, if you're into the strokes and that kind of, you know, that 2000s rock genre with bands where it was like Kings of Leon and Arctic Monkeys and and the White Stripes and all of them, you know, thinking back to like that sound, it's that really infused with, um, you know, that in like a 2020 take on that with a bunch of 80s influences mixed in. So it's a really great record. I highly, highly recommend it for everybody. And it probably, it probably, I hopefully will, I should say, but probably should win best rock album at the Grammys this year. So that's my pick for the week. All right. Ready to do our former Sabres player of the week? Tell me who you got. Yuri Novotny. That's beautiful, because you know who mine is? Who? Dinah Zubris. <laughs> one for one. That was not a one for one trade. <laughs> it was not. It was not. Very inconsequential trade, too. <laughs> True. All right. Well, that about does it for us, everybody. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Once again, we will see you next week. This has been Straight Up Sabres. <laughs>